overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance, however justified it might be. Um, And it goes on to say that theorists, however, in the extent to which they believe forgiveness also implies replacing the negative emotion with positive emotions. Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Welcome to Soul Streaker Podcast. What's your thoughts on forgiveness? This amazing episode with Megan, we really break down forgiveness, what it is, how to do it, and why we absolutely positively need to. I hope that this episode impacts you as much as it has me, because I am definitely going to work on upping my forgiveness game. Here we go. Good afternoon, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Jenna. How are you? I'm delicious. Thank you. Anyone who <laughs> says, how are you? I'm delicious. Oh, I love it. Wait, let me do mine over. Ask me again. How are you? I am powered up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Powered <laughs> up. Power ups. Everybody check out Megs Malloy on Instagram. Do you do a power up on Instagram? There are several recordings of power ups. And now I'm so proud of myself, Jenna. I created a link so people can in exchange for their email, I will give them a tutorial on how to power up. Okay. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about the superfood of spirituality, forgiveness. It's the kale of spirituality. So good. Yes. It's up there with gratitude, <laughs> prayer, forgiveness. Bang. I think it's almost the number one thing you can do to raise your vibe and to create magic in your life. Wow. Well, you've had a lot of success with forgiveness. I've had a lot of success with forgiveness. And then I'm going to read, and I can type it in the show notes as well, Michael Beckwith's forgiveness prayer, which I did over and over again and forgave some people and just magic erupted same day. It was awesome. Yeah. What a superfood. I love that analogy. Gosh, that's so good. Jenna, should we start with Michael Beckwith's prayer? Sure. Why not? Okay. So you need to forgive somebody. It goes like this. I forgive you and set you free. I love this part. Your actions have no power over me anymore. I acknowledge you are doing the best you can. I honor you in your process of unfoldment. You are free and I am free. All is well between us. Peace is the order of the day. Thank you, Michael Beckwith. It's magic. Then to be forgiven, I know within you there is an energy that forgives me and sets me free. My actions have no power over you. You are free and I am free. All is well within our spirits. Peace is the order of the day. And people, you can forgive yourself this way too. To forgive someone else is one thing, but to forgive yourself, which we definitely are so hard on ourselves sometimes. We're ridiculous. We are so much harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. 
It's almost a kind of insanity. <laughs> it really is. I have a kindness contract and I actually signed it with myself. Good. Yeah. It's really good that I will speak only kindly to myself. I will be supportive of myself. I wish I had it right here next to me. I would have read it to you, but it's very powerful. And I signed it and I'm keeping my word. So I am forgiven. So if you start to hear your inner critic, what do you do? Say, we're going to speak kindly. We just made a mistake. We didn't know better. We're learning. It's okay. Like talking to a three-year-old. Because it's really our inner child. We need to speak to a child like this. Yeah. Yeah. Your life changes so much when you speak only kindly to yourself. This is true. That includes forgiveness. I am a bit of a newbie when it comes to the kale of (laughs) uh, self-empowerment of a good life. Forgiveness is something that... Sometimes I'm good at, and I just do naturally, but sometimes I don't. So what did I do? I went to Wikipedia and looked up forgiveness because what are we really talking about? Are we saying that we need to forget what someone did to us? I want to hear what you have to say because I wanted to address this next. So go ahead. So Wikipedia says forgiveness in a psychological sense is the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance, however justified it might be. Um, And it goes on to say that theorists, however, In the extent to which they believe forgiveness also implies replacing the negative emotion with positive emotions. But there are some people who think that maybe you can replace that with, I wish you well. I I agree with all of that. I think that definition is spot on. When people really understand why they need to do it, to really forgive somebody and let go and how it's really poisoning them. It's not doing anything to the other person. This is not about condoning that action, but it's about rising above that action and knowing that you're blocking your flow so much and it's doing so much damage to you that it's not worth it to hold on to it. You you don't even want it. You throw it away like you throw away poison. You don't want it. Absolutely. Tony Robbins does this exercise where he will take you on a visualization of what is the cost of your negative emotion, say not forgiving someone. What is the ultimate cost of not forgiving someone? And where are you right now with it? Where are you going to be in five years? If you don't let go of it, where is it going to be in 10 years? And you go all the way there and you visualize how how agonizing that is. Identifying the first step in forgiveness is recognizing exactly what you're saying. What is the cost of not forgiving someone? And it's damaging you. It's hurting your life. Exactly. Yeah, forever. It's ego. The ego's holding on to it. Your source is not holding on to it. Abraham Hicks says you have to see them like source does. 
as this amazing being that the source loves. Yeah. Holding on to it because they did something to you, but that's the person coming from a place of lack and fear. I know it's really difficult. I use this to forgive a parent that by Michael Beth. And I had to say it a few times, but once I really got that, that parents didn't have any power over me. I released the shackles to myself. I freed myself with that forgiveness. I freed myself. It's amazing. You made room for the good things that were coming your way. Then I manifested a whole bunch of good things. So what was I holding on for? I have so much more peace in my heart now. Wayne Dyer has a lot of good stuff on forgiveness. And I have a prayer that I wrote. which I'll... Forgiveness is really an act of letting go. That's really what it is. Releasing the anger, the hatred, the bitterness, the thoughts of revenge that we have been carrying around. We can do this letting go without even encountering the person we want to forgive. Forgiveness is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. If you can't learn to forgive, you you can forget about achieving true success in your life. Booyah. And he says, everything that has happened to you, it's really like that point blank. It's like you either forgive or you're going to run into problems. Everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. The same thing as uh, Carolyn Miss says, you want to leave people your wisdom or your woe. She says something similar to that. So wise. So wise. I'm just thinking of what they call big T trauma or little T trauma. And, and I suppose if he's so adamant that really is important, even for big T trauma, we must forgive. Yes. Everything. You have to forgive everything. Forgiveness means that you fill yourself with love and you radiate that love outward and refuse to hang on to the venom or hatred that was endangered by the behaviors that caused the wounds. Forgiving and forgetting and letting go so that anything or anyone that has wronged you in any way, you send them love. That's just like uh, the Dalai Lama was sending love to the Chinese. Nelson Mandela, he was doing forgiveness too. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Gosh, this has me thinking about all sorts of situations where we need forgiveness. All kinds of situations. I wonder, does this work on bullies? Yes. My daughter is having a situation at school where one of the girls is, it's kindergarten, but she's saying things that are not nice. I ask what she thinks she should do. There's so many tactics, but really, if you just say, wow, sounds like you're having a hard day. I, I hope you feel better. I'm sending you love. Yeah. Does that shut someone down? I think it would. <laughs> you know, better. At least you're better. Yeah. When you do a road rage and then they're yelling at you and you're like, I'm sorry. And you kiss them and smile at them. They turn it around. You see it transform. Anybody can get into a rage or a pissing contest or a fight, but to be the one to stand in someone else's anger and not own that and just forgive. That really makes you extraordinary. Yes. Yes, it is so hard. Yeah. Not easy, but it's very simple to do. 
You come from this loving place of just knowing that you're amazing. Wayne Dyer says, when you squeeze an orange, you're going to get orange juice, no matter who squeezes the orange, what time, whatever's inside of someone is going to come oozing out. Don't take it personally. There's nothing to even forgive. That's something that Abraham Hicks said the other day I was listening and she said, we don't forgive. There's no reason to forgive. I need everything with Abraham Hicks. I need to hear it at least three to five times. So I'm still unclear, but that's what she says. Source doesn't even get into a place where they forgive because they don't feel hurt. Kind of, They just have love. That's a really good point, Megan. And I understand that because when you're coming from so much love, there's nothing to do or nothing to undo. There's nothing to forgive because it's all just love. And the part of the person that's coming nasty is the illusionary part. Source doesn't pay attention to that. It's just the loving part. And this reminds me of the prayer that I wrote, which I think this would be a great time to read it. Love to hear it. Okay. There is nothing to forgive. I will not see you as the illusion of negative energy. I will not connect with you on that level. Exactly what she says. I will focus on nurturing the seeds of happiness and peace inside of you that potentially await to bloom. All is well. All is well between us. May this interaction be the perfect unfolding. May this be the ingredients towards steps to our highest selves. May this be continued practice. May I see this beauty in all of God's children. May I see this in myself most of all. Aww. Jenna, keep writing prayers. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so there it is. In love with the universe, and you know who everybody really is, that they just have forgotten who they are. Because when you don't forgive, you let somebody else separate you from who you are. You're giving somebody else power over you. Unnecessarily. You've let them bond you in shackles, and now you have become a slave to a transgression that's already happened. And now you're disrupting now, thinking about something that's already happened. So there was a sour moment, and now the now is being destroyed. It's just this circle of bondage. And the only one that can set you free is you. That's what I mean by free yourself. Yes, yes, because it does feel like you're carrying around a backpack full of bricks. Yeah. Yes. And those bricks can get really heavy, carrying them around unnecessarily year after year. And it can start to affect your physical health because you're so exhausted from carrying around these spiritual bricks of things that have already gone by. And what are you holding on to it for? It's not holding on to you. We are really holding on to it. There's incredible acts of forgiveness. Amy Fisher. She was the mistress and she shot the wife bang right in the face. This woman, she shot her right in the face and she, to an attempted murder because she was having an affair with her husband. Can't think of the name, but people around in the Northeast will remember this. The woman forgave her. She did. She forgave her and helped her with, along with her trial. You hear about these acts of forgiveness where somebody dies and the family forgives the perpetrator. Yes, Absolutely. And there's a healing that occurs that you can't bring somebody back, but you can heal with forgiveness. Yes. Yes. And even in talking about that, it just seems so easier said than done. Mm. It is a process. 
I had to read that Michael Beckwith thing many times, but then it started to sow its roots into my soul. Yes. Yes. It takes work. It takes work. That is something that in a how-to guide of how to forgive, the last step is consciously deciding not to dwell on those feelings of resentment and anger, of unforgiveness, because they're going to come up. How could it not? They're, they're going to resurface and you just have to say, nope, not going there. I think that people need to dig deeper. What am I holding on to? There's ego there. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's so not coming from an ego place, you're coming from all forgive loving place. It's a letting go process. Uncover your anger, decide to forgive, work on forgiveness and release from emotional prison. You have to acknowledge your pain. The Buddhists say, talk to your pain like it's a small child. You acknowledge it. I'm not saying don't, but don't move in. Don't bring your luggage. Stay there temporarily. Yeah, exactly. The advice I I saw as well on how to forgive, it was something about you can acknowledge it, but don't bathe in it. Exactly. No one's really, and I'm getting a download now. No one's ever doing anything to you. It's really their reaction is coming from their character. Mm-hmm. Not yours. So if you don't own it to begin with, there's nothing to forgive. Absolutely. I hope people listening have really gotten on the level, red alert, red alert, how important it is to forgive for yourself because it's just going to take you down and you're going to block your blessings. You're going to block manifestation. They're saying, don't expect to be a manifester. Don't expect to have high vibes. Don't expect to have God's blessing if you haven't forgiven because it's blo- it is such a superpower. It blocks everything. Amen to that. Yes. yes. Really important. That's- just for that reason, it's so not worth it. It just creates bad karma. Being mindful, identifying where is in need of forgiveness, making a conscious effort to do the work to forgive and process and having a plan when the feelings again and treating yourself with kindness. And eventually we will get to the place of true forgiveness. I think so. It's really, it's so underrated. There should be a whole class on forgiveness in school and the importance of forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. So that's my feeling on it. Forgive everybody for everything. It's really important. I can't say it enough. (laughs) Order of the day and gratitude too. Yes. Another superfood. Yeah. I spent the day today just trying to be grateful for everything. Just trying to think of all the things I could be grateful for. And it was endless. It was endless. It was amazing. Wow. You had a superstar day. I had a superfood day. I had like my Wheaties today. Yeah. My gratitude and forgiveness, like gold medal, superstar. Superstar. (laughs) I really hope that point gets hammered today with people about why should I forgive? Why should I forgive them? We're not condoning what they did. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying that it's like an old box. You just want to get rid of it. I don't need the box cluttering up my closet. Absolutely. I agree. All right. This was amazing. 
I really enjoyed this conversation. Definitely miss it when I don't talk to you. It's definitely not as high vibe week. (laughs) Oh, well, me too, Jenna. Me too. These are good lessons. Like I was saying, I I'm taking away a lot from our conversations and implementing these techniques into my life. And it's working. Yeah, it's really working. It's good. This is good feedback for me to do a course or a book. Absolutely. You have to. I thought you were going to do a book of prayers. I am doing a book of prayers. I want to do a book on having a delicious life and put the prayers in there as as a section. Awesome. You can use the superfood theme. Yeah. The superfoods of spirituality. Yeah. (laughs) Let it, let forgiveness nourish your soul, people. (laughs) It's very delicious forgiveness. It really is. Yes. And you will, oh no, I'm not even going to say it. (laughs) You will unclog, you will feel (laughs) when it comes to forgiveness, you flushed out. Yeah. You unclog your pipes. You know what I'm saying? With forgiveness and deliciousness. So you can open up your receiving hole. (laughs) Let's make a best thing. There you go. Open up your receiving (laughs) hole. Flushed out. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. That's funny. (laughs) All All right. Have a good week, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Megan. That was an amazing conversation, wasn't it? There are some more interesting things that I really want to say about forgiveness. I saw a live between Reverend Michael Beckwith and author of a book called Hollywood to the Himalayas. Her name is Sadvi Bhagwati Saraswati. I wish that I had seen this live before I had a conversation with Megan because I would have added this and we would have been able to unpack it and discuss it. Their conversation about forgiveness was so brilliant that I wanted to reiterate some of the topics. This conversation was such a mic drop that I could not put this podcast out without sharing these points with you. Here's what they said. Anger is the jail that we voluntarily lock ourselves up with. That's so true. When we are angry with somebody, we're putting ourselves in jail. We're just getting all locked up in someone else's actions and our thoughts about that and what they think they did to us, which is really ego meeting ego. When you rise above that, you realize there's nothing to forgive because it's all just love. Why would you want to lock yourself up in jail and get yourself all bounded up over someone else's actions that were not of pure heart? They went on to say that we don't have the power to affect someone's karmic debt. We don't need to be keeping score. We don't need to be noting who did what to whom, who, what they did to me. We are not God's secretary. People are going to reap what they sow. So we don't need to keep track of this. If someone's doing bad things to people, bad things are going to happen to them. They are going to reap what they sow. And whether we're, we're holding a grudge or not isn't going to affect that. So it's not damaging them, this grudge that we're holding, this anger that we're holding onto. We are damaging ourselves. And why would we want to put our life on the altar of their fear their anger, their jealousy, their judgment, their poor actions. Why would we want to sacrifice our life on their altar? 
I thought that was a total mic drop. They were warning, don't offer up the gift of your life on the altar of someone else's anger. Because what happens is the person does this indiscretion to you. They do a terrible thing to you. They hurt you. Then we continue to hurt ourselves by being angry about it and carrying on about it and talking about it, talking that into law and putting it out into the ether. So they may start us off, but then we continue the bad negativity towards us by doing that to ourselves. Right away, somebody does something to you, go into forgiveness. Don't talk about it to a thousand people because you're just spreading seeds of hate all around and you're just hurting yourself over and over again. And this was also a really interesting point. Once we free ourselves with, with forgiveness, we free ourselves from the identity of being the one who was victimized in this way. It's scary when you free yourself from this identity. I am no longer the one who was cheated on, who was lied to, who was hit. Whatever it is that somebody did to you, when you free yourself of that identity, then you may think, who will I be? They were suggesting that you just put yourself in the trust fall of life. You shift your perception to being a higher being than this identity that something was done to you because it opens up possibilities for all kinds of things, all kinds of things you can be when you are no longer the one who was victimized. That's a really beautiful thought that you have the power with pure intention to give up being the one that was victimized. All you need is the intention to do that and the willingness to let go. Just trust that the universe has something so delicious waiting for you that's so worth it to give up this identity of being the one who this was done to you with just the sweet deliciousness. Why wouldn't you want to give it up? I mean, there's nothing else to do. Wouldn't you be so excited and so willing to give up that identity when the rewards are so sweet? This was an amazing episode. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode as much as I did. This episode has changed me. I knew that this was the superfood of spirituality, but really this has taken forgiveness to a new level for me. This episode has definitely been some superfood for thought. I hope that you feel the same. Look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake and check out my website, www.jennajake.com.